welcome back another day, another vlog. Back at work. Unpacked. We're unpacked, set up again. Uh, I think that's the. This is the. I think apart from a Tuesday, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday when I before I fly up, and then the Wednesday I get here. Wednesday's chaos because I've got to get to the airport, get up to work, do the work, catch up on that, get all that sorted, and then come home, unpack everything. Get all this, get the studio set up and get back into it. But um, I'm back. I'm back. We're ready. So looking forward to two weeks of creation and some big stuff happening. So it's going to be pretty cool. Big show tonight. Got a fair few uh, things to talk about. Uh, some stuff from Nikon. Some Apple. Big news for Apple. Uh, some bits and pieces about Amazon. COVID, all sorts happening, so we might as well get stuck into it. Let's get it going. I didn't, obviously, Tuesday night, I normally crash out because i got to get up at 3.30 in the morning to get to work, so I didn't get much done last night. And obviously, the night before, I said to you yesterday that I had a bad night, just wasn't good. And after I talked to you and the show, I had a massive migraine, so it just turned to tears. And I had another one today, so it wasn't really good, so... I should be able to sit down tonight and smash out a heap of photos. I do need to get ready for the big premiere tonight. Um, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't uh, watched any of his videos before, go uh, hit the subscribe on Mark Holtz's channel. He's a really nice guy. Him and I have worked together before. Um, just fantastic guy. Just brilliant at editing. I will look at some of his timelines and it just makes me feel... Yeah, stupid, really, because he just does crazy. Just he's a, I think he's a professional editor. Um, he's got his own channel. He does amazing videos on vintage lenses. He got me addicted to vintage lenses to start with. Um, the Super Takama, which is one of my favorite lenses. I still have it. It's my only vintage lens I kept is my eight blade fifty mil, which I just love. Which it is it's an awesome as a fixed lens for a fifty mil, which I don't use a lot. Um, it is just an amazing lens and never, never fails. So go check him out. He is doing my lens. I sent him over. I had my 300mm Super Takama F4. I'm not sure if you might have seen. I did try it out for a little bit. It's a little bit tricky. It's a big lens. It's hard to sort of use in a photography sort of a motion. I played with it a little bit. I wasn't using it much. He'd never done one. So I said, look, mate, I'm not using it at the moment. I'll send it over to you. So she's... He's flown all the way to Canada. Uh, Mark, who's super Takama legend, uh, just a master of getting into the depths of them and talking about their history. There's only right to give it to that to him to sort of uh, go through it and explain it and give it give everyone its history. Go check it out. It's on tonight, nine o'clock Australian Perth time. Check your local if you go check out his channel, Mark Holtz, H O L T Z. Uh, he's got some amazing videos. If you're into vintage lenses. Definitely go, he's one you have to watch. And yeah, super proud that he's kind enough to give me a little bit of credit for that. I didn't really want anything. I just thought, well, I'm not using it at the moment. Take it and give it a crack. It, look, he does amazing things. It's only going to make that lens look amazing. And hopefully get some more people into the vintage realm. So I'm pretty excited to see what he's done with it. Uh, go and give him some support. Uh, as I said, he always does amazing videos. He does a fair bit of professional editing. So it's amazing when you get someone that's got that much talent and skill put 
uh, a history together about a, a lens and in depth, and then the edit is just crazy. I've, I've, his timelines, go check him out on Instagram as well. His timelines are just ridiculous. Uh, it looks like a DNA sequence. I keep telling him it just yeah, it's just crazy. But yeah, thanks, Mark. If you are watching, uh, yeah, can't wait to see it. Can't watch the video. Uh, the, the, that's tonight premiere. Go check his channel, and you'll get all the details anyway. So very cool. And yeah, sort of one of my lenses is I guess semi sort of famous. It's definitely an international traveling lens. <laughs> it's gone all the way to Canada. It's only, you can't travel anywhere in COVID, but my lens got to Canada and back. It did take a long while. We did we did worry there for a bit that it wasn't going to turn up. It was going to disappear. I think it took, took like two months, I think, to get there. But yeah, she's there, and yeah, it's going to be super exciting to see how the lens, what he thinks of the lens, and how it, how he found it. So very very cool. Radio Apple. Um, if you've been waiting, we've been waiting for the Apple iPhone 12. Uh, when that, when is that going to happen? What's going to what's going on? Why haven't we heard anything? Well, October 13th they announced this morning is the next event. So we don't have a time frame as such. I'm waiting to get an email and check that out. I've got to check the websites and that. But October the 13th, so that should be well, about six days from now. So next Tuesday. Possibly our Wednesday for us will be 13th. Yeah, so it should be our Wednesday. It'll be the 14th for us. So next Wednesday, you should have, have the Apple event. So that sort of ties in pretty well because I should have the other give you a full rundown on the Thursday show after the, the night shift swap over. So that should be pretty cool. Looking forward. Now, rumors are saying that it's pretty much only going to be the possibility is going to be the iPhone mini, which ain't really a mini, uh, the iPhone 12 which is uh, actually bigger than the old iPhone 10. My iPhone 10 is only just a tad bigger than the iPhone mini, and that's my concern. And they, they're calling it a mini when it's nowhere near a mini. Uh, the iPhone 5 was heaps smaller, and I'm still having trouble getting across. But anyway, we'll get to that. Possibly tags, uh, possibly some other stuff coming. The headphones, their studio headphones, new over-the-ear ones, that should be possibly coming. They are talking about a set another event in November for the pro model of the phones. So we don't know realistically. We only know they're possibly going to get two phones now. And then November, we, they could split up the launches of everything. Uh, there's a, possibly a, map, a laptop coming. Heaps unknowns. And we won't know till next week. It's uh, I think it's sort of worked out in their favor a little bit because by splitting up all these events, now no one's really got a clue what the hell's going on. So that should be interesting. Um, Amazon in the States, huge, well, sort of huge news. Uh, boys are a little able to talk about it. I thought it was an interesting to look at. Um, 20,000 of Amazon's employees, obviously they never stopped. Their share price doubled since COVID. Uh, 20,000 employees tested positive for COVID-19. Seems sort of insane that 20,000 employees could get sick and no mention of it on the news or anything like that. But basically the way they talked about it is the fact, and I... Thought it was pretty interesting the way Lou talked about it was he said that there's 1.4 million employees in the US alone that work for Amazon, which is just ridiculous number. 1.4 million people work for one company in one country. That's insane, isn't it? Um, so 20,000, that percentage is actually lower than any of the levels that uh, tend to be dangerous or anything like that to state regulations, uh, federal regulations over there. So... 20,000 seems a lot, and that's pretty scary, I'm sure. 
Um, for those 20,000 people, I'm sure they don't really appreciate it. Um, but overall, apparently it's not too bad. So, But it uh, just shows you the size of Amazon and how big it is. It's just about its own country. Well, it, um, it's going to earn $380 billion, uh, this year, which is, I think, pretty close. That's revenue. That's pretty close to Australia's GDP. So that's insanity that one company is worth more than Australia value. So there's an idea of Amazon. Next time you shop on Amazon, just remember where that money goes. Straight into Bezos' trillionaire account. <laughs> Rightio, Nikon. I've got to pick my book up for the Nikon. Uh, rumors coming out today over on Canon Rumors. They will come through Canon Rumors. I, I sourced it and... It's in from Nikon Rumors, so not sure 100% of this, but the first spec sort of drops for the Z9. So this is going to be their pro model camera. Um, Nikon's been well behind the eight ball for the last at least 12 months, I guess. Um, there's been talk of them going having financial issues and all sorts of, all the, all the grapevine stuff that we all hear, especially on here. Um, I guess that's why shows like myself and other shows are all about the all about the gossip. Um, well, the Z9, look, it, uh, it's due fall twenty twenty one. That's what they're saying. I'll go through the specs. We'll have a quick discussion. Uh, no plans for the Z eight. Uh, there's going to be it should be possibly ready for the Olympic Games for testing. So I'd say this will be one of those cameras which will sort of benefit from the Olympics being pushed back. If the Olympics still going ahead, I'm assuming it should be still going ahead. I can't see them putting it off yet another year. They might as well just wait, just wash it out and do the next four years because that country will already be ready. Um, so testing in there, which is a good idea. It's going to be in the lines of the D6 body type scenario, R5 imaging. Um, it's going to have blackout free EVF, 46 megapixels, which is sort of strange. Great for big print stuff but and landscape which is fantastic but for sports guys they're not really interested they don't need that many pixels um and we've seen from the sony a7s3 that 12 i think it's like 12 megapixels is just ridiculous for low light a lot of these shoots at the olympics are going to be indoors a lot of indoor stuff yeah the lighting won't be too bad but it's definitely not going to be good enough for photography so low light will be a huge thing with such a big sensor, I can see that being possibly an issue. Uh, I think, well, you'd hope that might sort of change. I can't see in that as their pro one. That, that may change, but it'd be interesting to see how their low light works. 20 frames a second, so it'll match up with the 1DX Mark III and those pro body, those Canon pro body ones. That's what it's all about. 8K30, so they've gone the 8K route as well. Um, 4K 120, so that's pretty cool. 60 and 30 frames. The X-Speed processor is going to be adapted to suit the AK. Obviously, then we're going to have heat issues, which I'm sure no professional photographer wants at the Olympics to worry about not being able to shoot a shot because they need five cameras just so they can continuously loop them around. That's a little bit silly. Um, two XQD slots or two CF Express slots, uh, type B cards. So that's just the expensive $700 cards. Look, it's great they got the two cards and the and the slots. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. A little bit more on that we'll talk about. ISO 64 to 25,600 plus a high one and a high two. I'm not sure what the high one and high two mean, but Nikon's pretty, with their Z6 range, that went all the way up to 100,000. So 
that was a little bit interesting that it was only as low as 25,000. I thought it would have been at least 50,000 and then expandable up to 100,000. So that was a little bit interesting, especially again, as I said, low light's going to be important for the Olympics. Those indoor sports, gymnastics and all that sort of stuff, those indoor venues, you're not going to get the best light. Uh, you definitely need a low light camera. So that's going to be interesting. Sony's going to have no dramas. That A7S3 is going to just, it's going to be a breeze for that. We know that. Um, it's going to have a totally new user interface and no second LCD on the back of it. So that should be good. The Nikon one's been, from what people have reported, is pretty good. So it'll be interesting to see what they change there if that keeps the Nikon fans happy. Uh, totally new battery. They're looking at an ENEL18X. Um, gigabyte LAN, USB-C. Doesn't say anywhere about recording direct to SSD, which, as you know, is one of my pet peeves. Um, Wi-Fi, GPS, again, no specs on that. This is a long way out. Rumored six to 7,000 US, so same price as the 1DX. It's definitely the pro-level body, uh, so it's going to be robust and waterproof, or not waterproof, fully weatherproof and all that sort of funky stuff, which you expect at that level. Um, I think the biggest thing on that is that sensor. I think, look... Pro-level, guys, I don't think they super really require that 46 megapixels. Yeah, the R5 has got a, a big sensor, but it's not the not going to be the R1. I don't think you'll see the R1 with such a big sensor. I think that you'll see the R1 with something similar to the A7S III going down that low light. Um, the images don't need to be super megapixelated for what they're going for the pros. They're generally, I've read a few articles where they just... It doesn't have to be like 500 megapixel images to get to print. They just need a quick shot, bang, 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 get them off. 20 megapixels for them is fine. The 1DX is a 20 megapixel, and that's a treat, and that's definitely a pro camera that they love to use. And same with the Sony 12 megapixel. Uh, I think it does go up to the 40 for the A7S 4 but that's more of a landscape one. It's not really the pro. I think it's the S, S3 and the new A7S3, blah, blah, whatever they are. I've, I lose, it's hard to remember all the numerical names and numbers. So that's my only concern. Obviously, that storage issue, one of my, again, I said it's a pet peeve. Pretty interesting. Um, great to see, I think, the 4K 120 60 30. And I think that's where they should have stopped. I don't think they need the 8K. Again, it's a pro-level photography tool. Um, it's predominantly going to be sold as that. You're not, it's not going to be a pro-level video camera. They're going to go to, they'll get a video camera. They'll go to a Canon C300, 200, C70, C50, or a Sony FX9 or something like that. They're not going to use this as a full-time video camera. You don't need the 8K. I think they just need to walk away from that. They should be, should be monitoring the Canon R5 and seeing the issues that's got and saying, well, what, we've got six months to cut that out, get rid of it. The 4K 120 will be, uh, if they can get that right with no overheating, well, that'll be a primo feature. That'll be enough to keep the video guys happy. If they can bump that up to 240, that'll be insane. But 120, I think, if they can get that a 4K with no crop, that will be insane as it is. So, look, it should be a great camera. It's very early days. We're, look, seven, eight months away from that. We'll probably see them at the Olympics. There'll be a lot of huffing, a lot of rumours around after the Olympics. We'll get to see a lot of the new tech coming out then. So I think we just need to wait a few months. Maybe February, March, we'll get a bit more of a accurate sort of a guideline on where it's going.
The Adobe Max conference is coming up. Uh, I think we talked about it earlier in the year. Uh, well, it's finally been locked in October the 20th to 22nd. You can register now. I registered today if you've got an Adobe account. Um, so if you use Adobe for like Premiere Pro and all, if you've got that plan, well, then you get free access straight in. It's pretty easy. Just do a, fill out a quick form on what you're doing and what your business does, what your channel does, all that sort of stuff. You go register, click. It's easy to go click on all the events you want to watch and do. It'll sort of set up a timeline and get your schedule ready together so you can watch them. Now, it's all free this year. Normally, it's a paid event that a lot of you have to be invited to. So this is a great chance for small channels like myself and for you to get along. If you're interested in learning some skills or learning how the pros do it, seeing what they do, I think this is going to be a great learning experience for me. And if you're into that editing side for either anything to do with the Adobe suite, so you go all the way from Illustrator's After Effects, Premiere Pro, Lightroom, uh, the Rush, the, the mobile apps, how to do stuff on mobile, really, really cool. Um, definitely worth checking out. Go register now. Again, it's free. Can't go wrong with that. You're going to get some good info. It's going to be a good good little learning lesson for everyone. So uh, there's 350 sessions and speakers from around the world that are part of the Adobe uh System, so that's really cool. These are all pro guys that make up their programs that help make new programs and roll it all out. So definitely cool. Go check it out. Um, Radio, and that's about it. That was easy, wasn't it? Another day. So yeah, again, look, do me a favor. Go check out Mark Holtz. Um, top guy, really nice guy. Um, awesome with vintage lenses. If you've ever thought about vintage lenses. Chucking them on your digital camera, you know, you just because you have to get a digital mirror, mirrorless body, you don't have to have all the whiz bang, five thousand dollar lenses. You can get in cheap. The way I started with vintage lenses, uh, you can buy them for fifty to hundred bucks and get a nice, beautiful old lens with a lot of character. Um, vintage lenses do have character, and that's what we're all about. It's all about flavor, texture, and and your sort of interpretation of everything. So it's a good way to learn. And if you want to get addicted, watch his videos. Go check his channel out. Uh, you'll definitely come back going, yeah, I'm going to go buy myself a vintage lens. That's pretty cool. So the uh, same as I did. And, yeah, I do, again, much appreciated him for uh, checking it out. And I think it's going to be pretty cool. I'm super excited how the lens comes up and what he thinks of it. Um, the photos and stuff I've seen and what he's message he sent me he said he's been pretty uh, excited about it and he he's, reckons it's gone pretty well and it's been definitely a, a great thing for him to do so definitely one to watch nine o'clock tonight if you're in perth or anywhere in the world just check your youtube when you set the reminder it'll tell you what time and set you up so it's only not far away two and a half hours from now so go check that out rightio uh, that's it for me have a fantastic day i'll see you all again tomorrow thursday for another day, another vlog, another pod. If you're over from the podcast, thanks for stopping by and hope you all appreciate it. But oh, big news, big weeks coming up. Apple, all sorts of stuff happening. And we've got some stuff tomorrow as well launching. So I'll have some more gear tomorrow. So definitely stay tuned. But oh, catch you tomorrow. Peace.